The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. At the end of the day, I am a winner. I want to be a winner. Contracts, uh, fame status, uh, comfort zone does not matter to me. What matters at the end of the day, it's where that thing right there. That's what matters. But as long as we play and we approach the game every single day the right way and we all sacrifice for a common goal, I can see myself being a Milwaukee Bucks for the rest of my career, but the moment I feel like people are not committed as a, as as I am to get that uh, golden pin in the back, I, I I am not. You know, I am. It's more than the money. It's more than the fame. It's more than the lobsters. It's more than the wine. It's more than the uh, uh, ch- uh, what you call ch- charter flights, the yep. private flights. For me, it's it's all about that, and I want that. I'm a, I'm a Milwaukee Buck, but most importantly, I'm a winner. I want to win, and uh, I have to do whatever it takes for me to win. And if there's a better situation for me to win the Larry O'Brien, I, I have to take that better situation. That was Giannis two weeks ago, Rita. Two weeks ago, Giannis on a podcast said, "Look, if y'all don't do right by me, I'm gonna live. I, I'm gonna leave." Uh, shades of Aretha Franklin. You better think about what you're trying to do to me. Hey, two weeks ago, two weeks ago, he put the Milwaukee Bucks on notice. The Milwaukee Bucks, I'm giving Giannis credit for this, Rita. That's where I stand. Today, the Bucks made a three-team deal. You've got Giannis staying, of course, but he gets a new teammate, Dame Lillard, coming from Portland to Milwaukee. Drew Holiday out to Portland. DeAndre Ayton gone from Phoenix. Phoenix gets a lot of young developmental talent. Ayton joins Drew Holiday in Portland. Milwaukee gives up a bunch of first round picks and pick swaps with the Blazers. And now you tell me I'm let's bring in our first guest NBA expert and a guy who was like 25 minutes ago, 35 minutes ago. He had a mind. He had it. He had a mind your own business Wednesday going. Then all of a sudden, <laughs> let me get my camera straight. Let me get my camera straight. There we go. Let me get my camera straight. Uh, yo, all dog, of a sudden, the deal, I'm, the deal goes down. Yo, dog. What's I'm up, Michael Smith? I'm coming to y'all from gate B2 in the Detroit airport. I'm on my way to Green Bay. I had yep. to jump on. This is huge. This huge. is huge. Yeah, of course. Na- na- name a better duo. I'll wait. Look, this is just so y'all can see. Like I'm in, I'm, I'm on the road right now. I'm on the road right now. What's I'm, up, D? I'm headed to, what up, dude? I'm, I'm headed to, I'm headed to Lions, but uh, Lions Packers. But when I saw this cross, I'm like, yo, put me on, because y'all know I don't like to crash the party when I ain't there. I'm like, yo, put me on. I'm, I mean, are you, are you serious right now? Are you serious right now, Dame and Giannis, bruh, bruh, Rita, can I call you, bruh? Can yeah. I call you bro for yeah. purposes of this yeah. conversation, Rita? <laughs> you can Dame call me bro. <laughs> and Giannis. Come on now. No, no, listen. Name a name it a ain't... better duo. I'll wait. I'm trying to keep my boys out. I'm crazy, aren't I? <laughs> no, no, that's all right. Hey, listen. Oh, wait a minute. Hold on. You can, you in Detroit. You home, man. You with family. Right. You you gotta talk loud. Say it with your chest. You in Detroit, man. They know what's <laughs> up. That, they probably they saying the same things that you are. And you said this better duo, Michael Smith. 
I, I want to challenge you to go beyond that because look, better team. You've just you've <laughs> just Chris made Middleton and you, Lopez. Right, Chris Middleton is your third best player. So Middleton yeah. now became yeah. the third best player. You replaced Drew Holiday, who was a really good point guard, but you replaced Drew Holiday with a seven-time All NBA guard and Dame Lillard, who's either your first or second best player. I don't know. It depends on where you stand. It depends on where you are. He's, he's your second best player. Okay, I, yeah, I think so too. I think so too. Yeah. But yeah, there's some there's some Dame fans out there. Then you guys still got Brooke Lopez who can who can spread the floor, defend the rim. I don't yep. think their depth really suffers all that much. Uh, you know, mm -hmm. they got rid of Grayson Allen. So, so I, you know, you ain't gonna miss Grayson Allen. Okay. <laughs> um, I really I like their team. I think uh, Love it. it's Love Milwaukee it. now. It's Milwaukee. It's Boston second. And I'll put Miami third just because, you know, GP, respect, heat culture, all that stuff. Uh, maybe Cleveland in there, but I, I, I just don't see another team matching the firepower Wait, that Milwaukee can on. on the floor. Hold on. I need, I, I need to troubleshoot right now on, on the air. Okay, I'm going to go like this. There it is. Make my, make it more, there it yeah, is. I make myself more comfortable here. I got to pardon the camera angle, but I just need to get right. Okay, Let, let's uh, let's – Let's, re let's recap this, shall we? Let me, let's talk about Giannis since y'all played the sound off the top. Let's talk about Giannis first. Giannis might have these dad jokes, but Giannis is not playing no games when it comes to his legacy. Giannis may have had us right. talking at the end of last year's playoffs when they got bounced in the first round. He might have had us talking about the concept of failure when he famously said there is no failure, there's only steps to success. And yet here he is once again holding this organization's feet to the fire and they heard him and they responded and they said, cool, we got you, say less. And they went and got him Dame Lillard. That's number one. Number two, Michael, remember that I told you this. I was like, yo, man, I was like, Damian Lillard, for all the talk about what the Blazers owed him, and how they needed to maintain a relationship with him beyond the end of his career. I was like, as long as his checks did not bounce, the Blazers didn't owe him anything other than to do the best deal for them. That's part one of that statement. Part two of that statement, Mike, remember I told you this, was like, yo, Damian Lillard will be better served opening his mind because it doesn't have to be mutually exclusive what's best for him and what's best for them. He thought what was best for him was Miami. And with mm -hmm. all due respect to the, to the state I'm about to go to, he ended up in a better situation. So they did the deal that they wanted to do, and he ends up playing with arguably the best player in the game. You know, he gets to play with Giannis. He is better off in Milwaukee than he would have been in Miami. So shout out to the Blazers for holding their ground and doing the trade that they wanted to do because it, right. this era of player empowerment does not always have to be adversarial. I'm all for players getting what they want. But sometimes they don't know what's best for them. I don't mean yep. to, I don't mean to sound you know paternalistic here, but sometimes yeah, well, they don't look, know hey, hey, well, what is, is best for hey, them. Hey, hey Rita, I, Rita, he brought it. He, he brought it full circle. Rita, he talked about uh, Giannis and the dad jokes, and now we now we got paternalism. Yeah, I, I love it though. I love it. It all it all fits in. Hey, yeah. uh, Rita, how do you see this though? How do you see this? How do you see this? How do you see this trade? Mike brings up a, an excellent point, which is why I think um, a lot of people were so confused about how adamant he was about only being, you know, wanting to go to Miami, right? Because there were other options out there. There were other teams out there that he could have went to that would have been just as good, that he could have immediately had an impact. And so this, I'm, I'm with Mike in terms of like, to me, this is perfect. My question though is this, we know that both of these dudes like ball control. So who's going to give it up? Which one of them is going to say, all right, I'll go ahead and, and, and lay back a little bit. I got to assume See, Giannis think... is like, this is my team. That's a good problem to have. Don't get me wrong. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not creating anything, but I think it's a question sure. that will eventually be asked. And I got to assume that Giannis is going to be like, well, you came here, bro. This is my team. Well, Michael, well, Michael, I'll pass it to you because the last time we saw a super team constructed, the last several times we saw a super team constructed, you have accurately predicted its demise. But I will mm -hmm. say this about this iteration. I will say this, Michael, to answer Rita's question. I don't think it's an issue for two reasons. One, traditionally, when you have a guard and a big teaming up, that's not as much of an issue as opposed to when you have a bunch right. of different ball handlers, a la, you know, James Harden, Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, right? So there's that. When it comes to, I guess, stature within the organization, had Dane gone to Miami, 
that's Jimmy Butler's team. Had Dame, now that Dame is going to Milwaukee, that's obviously Giannis's team because Giannis has brought a championship to Milwaukee. He is the franchise player. Once you decide, and this was always Dame's brand, like, yo, I don't want to go join a super team. I want somebody to come here. If they'd have gone to Portland, that's his team. Once you go into somebody else's house, you play by their house rules. Like, I don't know about y'all. When you come to my house, we, right. play by, we play spades by my rules. We play that's pool right. by that's my right. rules. When you go in, the, yeah. when you go to Milwaukee, there's no question whose team that is. It is obviously Giannis's team. And lastly, Michael, if you're Damian Lillard and you want what Giannis already has, the last thing you'll do, I think about the same thing with Chris Paul in Green Bay. Green Bay. There Chris Paul in Golden State. You, like, Chris Paul, like, coming off the bench, starting. Like, you ain't won nothing. If you're Dane, you ain't trying to take over the team and you ain't trying to have everything run through you because you're trying to get where Giannis has already been on his coattails. Yeah. Respectfully. Yeah. See, look. Yep. So, so, so Michael Smith, Michael Smith says, you come to my house, you play by my rules. Rita agrees. Come to my house, play by my rules. Dame says, oh, it ain't nothing but a thing. I'll play by Dame rules. Fine. I'll play by your rules, but I'll just be Dame. Last year, okay, Dame could score and also gave you seven and a half assists. So he knows how to play that game. He's a point guard. He's still a point guard. We talk about like, you know, he can score and all stuff. He knows how to distribute. He can score and he can get other people involved. And you want to talk about giving up the ball. The critics of Giannis, that's the critics of Giannis. Y'all stand up. Uh, remember how the season ended last year. They lost in five games to the Miami Heat. How'd they lose? Final possession. Uh, 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 Giannis gave the ball up to Grayson <laughs> Allen. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Speak on it. Dog. Speak on it. <laughs> you get like, that got, that got overlooked. You're right. That got overlooked. I, a lot of people didn't talk about you giving, that. Yeah. Why, why yeah. you give, first of all, some people don't want you to get a ball up, but if you're going to give it up, why are you giving it up to Grayson Allen? He doesn't know what to do with it. So <laughs> he's, he's all right. I think he's all right with it. And his assist numbers, what's going to happen is, Middleton, get ready, bro. Sorry. Sorry, Middleton. I like you. I respect you. Your number is about to go down by like three or four points a game. So that you probably go average like 16. It's okay. You gonna win a championship. You got a real good chance to win a championship, but you got average 16 career lows. Um, Giannis's assist numbers are going to go down. Uh, Dame's numbers are going to go up. His assist numbers going to go up. He probably he might give you 25 well, instead of 32 like he did last year, but that's fine. Okay, small well, price to but pay. I think, the, I, okay. I, I think the number that matters, I, I'm going to make this last point today, board and comfort plus, that's me. Um, the number <laughs> oh, that oh, matters. There it is. Comfort plus. <laughs> you must be on, you're on JetBlue. Bragging ass. No, this is Delta. No, no, if I wanted oh, to brag, I'd tell you I'm on. If I wanted to brag, Reed, I'd tell okay. you I'm on Comfort Plus because first class was sold out. So that's, that's oh, why I wanted to brag. Oh, I excuse to brag. me. No, but uh, but yes. <laughs> no, but uh, but no. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, I want no, you to go say, say, go say somebody say, hey, listen. Do you know who I am? Do, do, do that you? ain't never worked. You know that ain't, that you, ain't never worked. I want you to do first that. First of all, I've never. First of all, I've never done that because I'm not that kind of person. Number two. You don't want the response when they be like, nah, I don't know who the hell are you. Why should I care? Nah, no, but, nah, man. but the only number, the only number that matters with Dane is two numbers, actually. He's 33 years old, and the number of games that he plays or misses, knock on wood. So health, I think, is the only thing that could really stop this team is that they have untimely injuries, which of course we just talked about last year. Giannis right. missed most of that series, yep. right? That's one. The other part I, we, I think we got to talk about is the Miami angle of this and how it didn't come together for Miami because there was a lot of people that felt like, oh, the foregone conclusion is going to end up in Miami. A, did Joe Cronin and the Blazers, did they just say, no, we're not giving Dane what he wants and we'll take a lesser deal? I don't know. You know, you jokingly said NBA expert. I don't know the ins and outs. Um, or did they just take the best deal? And that best deal was Milwaukee. And lastly, yeah. did Dane's insistence um, about going to the to the Heat, along with at one point, just recapping the whole story because I don't think anything happens in a vacuum. At one point, the agent saying he would not accept the trade anywhere else, and the NBA having to step in. Did all of that lead up to Dane not getting what he wanted, which was Miami? Again, I think he ended up better off in this situation by going to play with the best player in the league versus Heat culture. No respect to Heat culture. If I if I got a choice, I'm going to play with Giannis, as Dane tweeted, what, a year ago? 
he had one player he could play with, it would be Giannis. But I just wonder how much everything around this negotiation and the way it was handled or mishandled as it were ultimately led uh, led to Miami missing out because we can't talk about what a big deal this is for for um, for the Bucks and not talk about what a huge L the Miami Heat are holding because their offseason has been awful. It's been off. Yeah, they have put the off and off season with the losses that they have suffered so far. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they lost, they lost Gabe Vincent. Uh, they lost Max, Max Struess. Yep. And they don't get, and they don't get Dame Lillard. Okay, I'm going to say okay, two things here. Now, one of them is, you know, like nitpicky. They're both kind of nitpicky. But anyway, I, I'll put them out there before you go off to Comfort Plus or try to use your BFA leverage. Is there, yeah, is, there like, anything hey, more, is there anything more pleasant yeah. than when they scan your ticket and then they give you that small ticket like, oh, you've been upgraded. Uh, so, fingers crossed. Oh, yeah. Fingers That's crossed. Because right. Yeah. right now, we on right now. Hey, look, man, we, we on right now in the Detroit airport. You know that. We are on right now. Dude, like, look. One, of the reasons, one of the reasons I love coming to Detroit is, hey, there's this restaurant that's got a spice. Don't lose your thought. It's got a spicy tomato soup grilled cheese combo that is fire. Detroit What's airport is and, and it I, I forget the name of the restaurant. I'm so sorry. Uh, okay. But Detroit got a Westin hotel, so if you get stuck, there's a Westin, which has its own security entrance, which is fire. But last but not least, you right, dog. The amount of times I'm in a Detroit airport and I see your ass on a big ass screen is incredible. It's like Detroit <laughs> airport shows us love, serious love. Yeah, I, I love that. So I haven't I haven't lost my thought. I'll say two nitpicky things. One, you have downgraded. It's fun about upgrades. You've downgraded if you're Milwaukee defensively. Going from Drew Holiday to Dame, oh, Drew's sure. bigger. Yeah. Drew, yeah. Drew, yeah. Drew is for he's sure. bigger. He's more stout. Sure. And uh, sure. Quiet is kept. He's a great post-up player. Uh, Drew Holiday, mm-hmm. he really is. So, mm-hmm. okay, okay, that's a, that's a, a, they can live with that because they say we got yes. Dame Lillard. Yeah. Yes. But here's the other thing that often happens in the NBA. D- Dame Lillard has been so protected. I do it myself. We all make excuses for Dame. Oh, Dame! Look, he was. If he had more help around him, if he did this. Yeah, I know. So Dame, because no, Dame has no, played save, for. Save that for the next segment. Save that for the next segment, because no. you know who is coming on in the next segment, right? She'll give you plenty of that. Okay. <laughs> okay. And <laughs> listen, listen. She'll 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 give you all he the has, Dame criticism you want. <laughs> so, but I'll say, listen, he has had in his career played for eleven years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So out of those 11 years, they missed the playoffs two years in a row. So la- the last two years, they missed the playoffs. Been to the Western Conference Finals once. Had five, five one and dones. Mm-hmm. Okay, so when we talk about these players, a lot of players we talk about and we and we just like, j- we tear them apart. Like uh, Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown. Ooh, look what he did in the finals. Look what he did in the Western Conference Finals. Oh, KD, you up 3-1 on the Warriors, and you couldn't beat him. So my man ain't even got you, there. <laughs> he's only been there once. He's only been there once. So now yeah. there's a new level of scrutiny coming to Dame Lillard if he is able to advance to that level, and we get to see the flaws yeah. in his game that have been protected no, because he hasn't been there that much. Yep. Well, I, to- I told you before. He created that. No, well, I'm sorry. Go, yeah. No, no, yeah, no. That's, I was going to say he's he's your favorite player's favorite player in, in some respects. And he has, and I said this before, and, and it's like, you know, I don't know if I said it clearly before, Michael, but like there's a certain level of cachet and credibility that he has that some players who have actually won championships don't, mainly because of the way that they've gone about winning championships. Kevin Durant comes to mind, right? But KD, excuse me, but, but Dane always had he built this brand of well i'm different i don't want to be part of a super team you know i'm old school i'm not gonna run from the grind i'm gonna take the stairs not an elevator and a lot of people he was beloved for that reason but to your point he's also i'm not gonna say overrated i'm not gonna suggest he's overrated but i think protected is the right way of looking at it we've looked through we've looked at dame Miller through rose garden colored glasses how's that how's that mr pulitzer prize ooh, how's that mr. Like, new york times ooh. bestseller we have looked at Dame Lillard through rose garden colored glasses because of his, you know, this situation. Now that he has as good a situation as anybody, you're right. A lot of people are going to look at him a lot different than they have before if they don't get it done. But I think injury is the only thing that can stop them, at least in the Eastern Conference. 
So, so last thing, last thing for, for both of y'all. All right, Rita, you first. They go win it. You got Milwaukee. It, 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 are you with Vegas? You you got you got Milwaukee as a as a favorite. I don't see I don't see how they can. I mean, you know, yes, losing Drew Holiday is going to have some effect on it, but to what degree, right? I you still have two superstars on the same roster, so you have to go with them as the favorites right now. I mean, I look at the West and. I can make cases for other guys, but they none of those guys have Giannis, and that, and and I just I just feel like adding, you know, Dane to this roster just immediately puts them as front runners, in my opinion. If they healthy, right. they win it. If they healthy, yeah. they win it. Yeah, if they if they, as long as they healthy, I mean, we all know that sometimes yeah. it's the it's the injuries that stop people. All right, I'm out there. I'm out there. Go get on this plane. I'm gonna go ahead. Get on that plane. So, All right, we'll put you missing the play. Yeah, no, there I can't miss this one. Um, I'm out to head to Wisconsin, not Milwaukee, but I'm out to head to Wisconsin. Thursday night football. Um, y'all uh, hold it down. I'll you, talk you, to y'all later. You about to get boots? You about to get boots on the ground in Wisconsin? We appreciate it. We want some correspondence from there. As, Let uh, us as, know the or scene. As, or, or as or as T Pain said, Wisconsin. Wisconsin. In the mansion. All right, Mike Smith. Mike Smith, safe travels. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. It's a growth process, right? I, we're not a final product yet. You know, no one, no one. Let me rephrase that. Everybody wants us to be a final product now, but it's a growth. You want to grow every day, and so we're not going to be playing our best football until we get going into the season. We still got things to, to work on. We still got growth to do. Um, if you're truly in the mindset of getting better every day, right? If you're truly in that mindset of getting better every day, which I know, I know that we are. It, it, on this team, you're going to continue to rise, and you're not, and you, you're going to keep getting better. And so, you know, are we playing our best offensive football right now? No, but we shouldn't be. We, we shouldn't be yet. All right, you know, uh, Robert Mays. That's Nick Sirianni with what I call first world problems, talking about how they are not <laughs> peaking yet. However, they're three and zero. You know, you know, you know, it's really not at our best. Uh, you know, we got to get better. We're three and oh, we're not playing great. Uh, first of all, do you agree with him? And if you do agree with them, how how great uh, can this operation be if if it finally hits its peak? They're definitely not playing at their best. I mean, you look at some of the metrics over the first three weeks, their passing game is near the bottom of the league in success rate. I mean, it's down there with some of the worst offenses in football, but they've also had some weird stuff thrown at them. Look back to the Minnesota game and the defensive game plan that the Vikings used. Those three safety looks and they're blitzing at a crazy rate. The Eagles have faced the highest blitz rate in the NFL so far this season. It's about 46% of their dropbacks. So teams are using really unconventional means against them on defense. And I think it's forced them to kind of sort through problems and strategies that maybe other more conventional offenses don't have to face. So they're in the feeling out process. The teams around the NFL have a year of tape on this version of the offense. They have a new coordinator and we're three games into the season. So I absolutely think that there's some sorting out to be done on that side of the ball, but it certainly helps when you're winning along the way. Absolutely. And, and I, you know, you, you hit the nail on the head in terms of like, they've changed their offensive coordinators, right? They have Brian Johnson, who I'm a fan of um, as their offensive coordinator now. And so there are going to be different moving parts. And then you add the fact that they're being blitzed a whole lot more because now you have a year of tape, but look, you're in a division that uh, at first it looked like the Cowboys might really be a problem. We thought the Giants would be doing something. And those two teams, we still have a lot of question marks about, particularly due to injury for the Cowboys and just 
It's a mess over there at the Giants at the moment. Um, the commanders are obviously overachieving a little bit, but I still feel like the Eagles are the creme de la creme in this division. And I still think that the Eagles are the top of the class uh, with the 49ers in the NFC overall. What's your thoughts? I think they're right in that conversation. It really helps to have a lot of good players. And the Eagles have a lot of good players. The receivers are going to have their moments. What I've always been impressed with, with this version of the Eagles, is they have a solution no matter what the problem is. Go back to the Minnesota game again. First couple drives, they're trying to throw the ball against all these funky looks. Jalen looks a little bit lost. Like, what? how should we be handling this? And it looks so ugly. And then eventually, two or three drives into the game, they realize they're just going to let us run it. We have the best offensive line in football. We have a dynamic back back that, that back there now in DeAndre Swift. And if they're going to let us run it for seven yards a clip, that's exactly what we're going to do. So even if there are some uneven moments on the way to the solution, this version of the Eagles always seems to land there. And again, it helps to have really good players on that path, but that's what they have. So I'm still very bullish on what this is going to look like over the course of an entire season. Now, uh, for those who don't know, those who are, are who are new to football, because we've got a lot of new football fans here uh, <laughs> lately, uh, Taylor Swift effect and all that stuff, but those who are new to football, <laughs> that C behind you on that helmet, that C behind you is not for uh, clowns. Uh, it is for the Chicago Bears. Uh, it is an iconic franchise. Uh, you know, Hallis Hall and all that stuff, all that hit monsters <laughs> of the midway and all the NFL films. Is in part built on the Chicago Bears and their stories. What's going on, man? I, I, Robert, I, I thought they were doing the right thing. I thought Ryan Poles going in the right direction. I love the trade they made. Uh, you know, trading down from one. I like DJ Moore. I like Justin Fields. They had some cap space. I thought they were going in the right direction. What the hell is going on with the Chicago Bears? It might as well be clowns at this point, Michael. Uh, that is more accurate if that's what that C stands for these days. I honestly, it's hard to even pinpoint one cause of what's going on right now because it's coming at them from about 10 different directions. They still had a talent deficiency on defense coming into this season. They probably had the least talented front four in the NFL, even after signing Yannick Ngakwe. It was going to be hard for them to get after the quarterback. We've seen that throughout the first three games. You combine that with injuries on the back end of the defense. They got backup defensive backs in there. They can't get a pass rush. They run a very simple zone-based scheme. And when you don't have the players to run that scheme or the talent to drive it, combined with the injuries that they've been forced to deal with, we see what those results look like. It's one of the worst defenses in the league. Again, that was always on the table though. The defense was always going to be a work in progress. It's hard to find great pass rushers, even when you have an ocean of cap space, because those guys aren't available in free agency. So that was always a 2024 solution. Potentially the offense was supposed to be headed in the right direction. And that is what has been so discouraging over the first three games. The offensive line has been a little bit banged up, but this goes beyond having a backup guard or two in the lineup. The structure of the offense looks to be completely out of whack for a quarterback like Justin Fields. He still doesn't look comfortable. Everything about it seems like they're in a state of discomfort and no one's on the same page. And the quarterback is regressing rather than progressing. You can put that on him. You can put that on the people in charge. You can put that on Luke Getze, the offensive coordinator. But wherever the blame ultimately lies here, this is heading in an untenable direction for this franchise and for this staff. And at a certain point, if we get to the end of the season and this is the product on the field, people are going to have to answer for it, even if it's only been two years of this regime. Yeah, and, you know, we've heard Justin Fields even talk about how he felt about this. He said he said he felt robotic. You know, he's not really being himself. And to me, that's problematic when you have to say that publicly. You know what I mean? That now you're trying to say, hey, something, this is not necessarily me. This is what I'm being told, and it's not something that I want to do, which I question that because how come you're not having a conversation, meaning the quarterback, the quarterback's coach or the offensive coordinator, about what, fits his strengths best and how you can implement that on your offense. So I got to bear the question here, Robert, if this doesn't work out, do you think that the bears are typically going to move on from him? And, and I say that meaning wow. like Caleb Williams of sort, and I'm not even yeah. blaming Justin Fields on this, but, but we all know somebody has to be the scapegoat in this story, right? If they're picking up near the top of the draft, if they have the number one pick or with theirs and Carolina's first round picks, they can maneuver their way to the top of the draft. The decision is made for them. 
Caleb Williams is a potentially transformative prospect. And Drake May is somebody that people in the scouting community are very, very excited about. So if you're picking in the top five, the decision is made for you. You don't have to stick with Justin Fields because you were so bad that you don't feel compelled to see the Justin Fields process out. The question becomes, if that's the end of the road, if they're picking number one or they pick a quarterback in the top five, is this the staff and especially the offensive staff that should oversee the career of that quarterback? I've done this so many times in Chicago. I can't even describe to you. The team is awful. They're picking in the first round. They need a quarterback. They draft a quarterback for a staff that is already on the hot seat. The staff, which didn't deserve to stick around, gets one year longer than they should. They get fired after drafting the quarterback. And then the new staff is saddled with a quarterback they didn't choose. It's happened twice in the last six years. And we very well could be on our way to it happening again. And I can't even describe to you what my reaction will be if it does. I'm telling you, they all got to go. Hell, like you know, it's just a staff. Like I said this, uh, Robert, when Michael Smith the other day said with a straight face, he said with a straight face, I, you know, no tongue in cheek, but he said it with a straight face. He delivered it well. He said, uh, yeah, the Bears haven't had a quarterback since Luckman. He actually said that in 2023. He said that <laughs> Bears haven't had a quarterback since Luckman. Like, wait, wait, go ahead, Sid Luckman. Man, come on, on. We gonna, we're not going to act we're like going... Jay Cutler didn't do something there. Come on. Uh, I mean, but, but the point is well taken. Like, it, Robert's right. We have seen this story play out over and over and over and over and over and over uh, going back to the 50s and 60s. So uh, it, it's a bit of a thing uh, in Chicago or even 40s and 50s. Uh, last question I have for you is uh, I, w- I want to ask about the Broncos, not just the 70 points that they gave up to the Dolphins, but Sean Payton, for some reason, I know he's a, he's a pro coach. He's not a college coach. He's given me Urban Meyer vibes in that he just – comes across like he wants you to know he's the smartest one in the room. He wants you to know that his method works even after giving up 70. He, he, you catch his line, Robert, after giving up 70 points, goes, you know, I've been on the other side of this uh, before, but no, 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 you haven't. No, you have not. You have not been on the other side of this. You sit here like like everybody else. You sit here and take this medicine. Well, you know, I've... I, in my distinguished career, I'm not used to losing by 50. I feel like Sean Payton thinks it's about him. And unlike Mike McDaniel, who understands that it's about the players, and when you center the players first, then you will also get the credit, but you can't start off making it about you. Do you think Sean Payton will ever get this lesson? I think it'll probably be fine in the long term in Denver. I just think he's such a good coach and has such a good track record. But this is such a discouraging way to start this entire process. Even if it was going to be a forgettable year for the Broncos, even if Russell Wilson was beyond saving, that there was going to be some version of a rebuild teardown that had to happen over the next one or two years, I still thought that they would be like an adult professional football team. And that's what they weren't last year. The entire point of giving Sean Payton an astronomical amount of money and power to come in here and oversee the organization is that you were supposed to be a serious NFL team again. And to get 70 hung on you in week three, a week after letting Sam Howell throw the ball all over the yard against you, this is not what the Broncos were supposed to be. Even if they weren't going to be a playoff team this year, they were supposed to be an organization that was no longer a laughing stock after they had devolved Mm. into that last season. So I can't imagine people in Denver are happy after all the celebrating and after the trade that they made, they gave up a lot to go get this guy because he was supposed to get the train back on the tracks. And instead nothing has changed and they're seemingly in the same spot that they were last year. The problem that I have with this guys is that it's not necessarily Sean Payton, because I do think that he's doing his part. His team has, well, and outside of the first week where they scored 16 points, they then scored 33 points and then scored 20 points, which if you look at what they had last year, that's going to win them games. The problem here is that he changed the defensive coordinator that didn't need to be changed. They were a top five defense last year. You bring in Vance Joseph and you've done nothing but do the exact opposite of what you were used to doing, which was playing defense. You were up 21 to three against the commanders. In any other game in 2022, Mm. that is an automatic win for the Denver Broncos. Then you let them come back and win. 
Then you get a 70 burger put on you that, that I've never seen in my entire life uh, on a professional NFL team happen. So to me, I, I go with Holly's point of you want to be the smartest man in the room, but you fix something that did not need to be broken. And that's why you're yeah. 0-3 at this point. I yeah. think they would have loved to retain Ajiro Evero as their defensive coordinator if they could have. There are a lot of different complicating factors with that. Nathaniel Hackett is his best friend. It's tough to keep a job after they fired your best friend. And they gave him a lot of money to go be the defensive coordinator in Carolina. And the other guy that Sean Payton wanted to coordinate that defense in Denver was potentially Vic Fangio, who got a lot yeah. of money to go be the defensive coordinator in Miami. Vance Joseph has had a track record of being a solid coordinator in the league, and it has not looked like that so far, but I understand the bet they made on him. The fact that the returns have been like this is a little bit surprising to say the least. Robert, always great to talk to you, brother. We appreciate it. We just, let's all hope. Let's all hope that Vance Joseph doesn't become the first guy to be fired as head coach and D coordinator. In the, in the same, same organization, organization. right? He won't be able Crazy. to go back to Colorado anymore. That pretty much it'd be like, you can't come back here anymore. Like the whole state, you're not allowed to be in Colorado. Mm. You can't you can't go we'll see, see Deion Sanders and, and <laughs> at Boulder. You can't go anywhere. Aspen, you can't go to Aspen. Not nowhere. No. We don't want you here. Thank you, Robert. And if you go to Black Ski. Appreciate God, it. Thanks. Good to see you guys. <laughs> <laughs> the longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. <laughs> All right, welcome back to Brother from Another. We've got a deal. We've got a deal in the NBA. Oh, wow. It's not even October yet. And Dame Lillard is on the move. Not to Miami. Nope. Not to Canada. Nope. How about Milwaukee? He wanted Miami. You got the M and the I, and that's it. Milwaukee. The Bucks now have Dame. They've got Giannis. They've got Middleton still. And Natalie, I know you were cringing when you heard Michael Smith say not once but twice that Dame oh. is going to be paired up with the best player in the league. He said hey, the best player in the league. First, he said arguably. The first time he said it was arguably. The second time, he was like the best player in the league. So how do you feel about this, Natalie? Uh, is, this the, uh, is this the favorite to win the NBA championship? Would you start? They should not, would you start should that her? Why would you do that? You just but, like um, I, with this young lady. I know that you guys like to overreact to things, so I'm used to it by now. So I no longer let it affect me. I no longer get defensive. I no longer am triggered because I know what you guys do on this show. First of all, Ooh. the only player... Who as if you ain't a part of it. Right, what you do on this show, as if, as if you ain't in here. As if, and listen, hey, listen, when the, when the police come, they gonna find your fingerprints all over here, too. <laughs> listen, first they tried of all, to people real quick, didn't she? <laughs> first of all, like, if any player besides my Stefan is going to have a claim to the best player in the NBA. It has to be Jokic. I don't think we can just say that Giannis is the best player. Not when you go out in the first round the way that he did. I don't care what excuses you want to make for him. So Jokic won. He deserves that respect. Um, so Giannis, not the best player in the league. Secondly, as you noted correctly, Dame is weak on defense. And so, yes, like they still have Giannis and they still have Middleton, but we do need to see how that defense is going to be impacted. I love that Dame now has joined this team. I love that he will no longer have excuses for you all to make for him when he does not succeed and they do not win. Can't be blamed on not having a team, can't be blamed on not having help, and you will hopefully, hopefully stop thinking you should put him on the same level of player 
as Stephen Curry. That's it. That's all I got to say about that. Okay. This is you. You want him to be there be- so to prove a point, not necessarily because you like the tandem, but because you want to be right about Damian Lillard. I just want to put this on the record. I just want to be clear. No, not because I want to be right. I am right. And like, they're going to be oh. a great team in the East. But um, like, because the thing is, the Warriors have already beaten the Celtics. So I don't really care about them, all due respect. So Miami, I don't think can be considered a little legitimate threat. The 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 Sixers, you know, they're wonky. We're not taking them seriously. So I mean, I think in the East, yes, you have to say the Bucks are likely going to be. We have to see what it looks like when they start to play, but they're likely going to be the best team in the East. So all roads likely, barring injury, will lead through Milwaukee. But then you look at the West, and the West is a whole different animal, but they will have to play one of those West teams. Likely could be Denver, could be my Warriors. Maybe it's the Phoenix Suns. I don't know, maybe even the Lakers. So we will have to see how it all pans out. That's all. I just don't want excuses for Damian yeah. Lillard anymore. That's all yeah, I'm saying. You know, I, I think it's funny. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead, Rita, go ahead. I'm sorry, look, I, I, I do gotta question something real quick because lost into all of this, because this was a three-team trade, was the Phoenix Suns losing Aiton. So, I don't think that this was a good thing for them. And you mentioned and you mentioned the Suns, Nat, and I'm like, yep. yeah, you know, that's a conversation that we're probably not gonna have today because right. we're talking about the big news about Dame right. joining Giannis. But, but to me, they've downgraded now by losing one of their better defenders. They, 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 intentionally, but they didn't care. They don't care though. Clearly, right? like they, they didn't want to. Yeah, they didn't want. They didn't want them in the first place. As a matter of fact. They're so like as you said, a different conversation for a different day. But let me just take my uh, my quick Phoenix shot real quick. They're so dumb. <laughs> okay, they're so dumb. Um, so they didn't want DeAndre Ayton. He's a restricted free agent. Right. They didn't want him. Indiana signs him to a a, con- a restricted contract. They match it. They match <laughs> the contract for a guy that they didn't want. And then they don't use them the right way. Now they trade them anyway. So I, I can't talk about that. I can't. We got too much to talk about. I can't talk about them. We today. do, but that's just a quick point on that. I think they matched it because they wanted to be able to have his contract to trade later. And and if they were going to keep him, I do think that's one of the reasons they brought in Vogel, who is known more as a defensive coach. So now it's going to be really interesting when you lose Aiden, who while he can be good, I think is too soft and is not that great in the postseason. Yeah. So. I just don't know what their plan is going to be. It's going to be really interesting to see with this high-powered offensive team what Frank Vogel is going to do for them because, again, really known more for his um, defensive chops. Right. We're talking about three. Te- you're talking about a three-team trade here. Let's transition from a three-team trade to a three-player debate. MV MV three in the WNBA. The MVP winner was Brianna Stewart, the New York Liberty, and one of the closest races ever. Uh, in MVP voting history in the W, you had Brianna Stewart, you had Asia Wilson, and you got Dewana Bonner, all like within, uh, they all received significant first place uh, votes. Matter of fact, uh, Dewana Bonner's got to be like, what's up? I- I've, re- I've received more first place votes than everybody. Like, what's up? Like, like why-, why me? How-, how am I getting shut out? Natalie, I know you got strong opinions on this. Brianna Stewart wins it. She's a former MVP. Asia Wilson has an MVP. Uh, now Brianna gets it. Asia won it last year. Your thoughts on how uh, the voters played, uh, got this whole thing together? Yeah, well, first of all, I mean, I just want to say, like, I think all year it's kind of been the story that it's these three. It was really a contest between Asia and Stewie, and Alyssa inserted herself in, rightfully so. Um, and I personally do think that Asia would have oh, my had bad. my Alyssa, vote. Alyssa, Alyssa, sorry. Alyssa yeah, Thomas. Alyssa, sorry, sorry. Yeah, Alyssa. Yeah. Asia would have had my vote, and Alyssa Thomas would have been second for me. Um, and I would have had Brianna third. I do think this is a snub. I don't think it's an egregious snub, but I do think it's a snub. Um, and I, I, I like look, you know, there's there's a lot of conversation right now going on, and there's so much to unpack. But what, what I will say is it it I feel like some of the same reasons that were used to justify Brianna winning and congratulations to Brianna. We all know Stewie's great and she had an amazing season. So I'm not trying to knock her season. But a lot of the things that were used to uplift Brianna's case, 
um, were held against Asia. And I don't think that's fair, right? You could argue that the Liberty is a deeper team. You could argue that they are a more stacked team. They're both considered super teams, yet that seemed to go against Asia and did not go against Brianna Stewart. Asia lost Candace Parker after 18 games. Her stats, yeah. she won MVP last year. This would have been a third time MVP for her. She, all of her stats went up in every major category, all right? And she was the MVP last year. Yet somehow this year she's being penalized for a super team that she didn't have when Brianna also sits on a super team. In terms of minutes played, when you compare her against Alyssa and when you compare her against uh, Brianna, she got her numbers doing it much more efficiently in much less minutes. So that's why I think it's a snub. And then just really quickly about Alyssa Thomas, the reason I'd argue, because it all depends on what your definition of MVP is, right? That's what this comes down to. And Asia, to me, is the best player, most dominant player on the best team in the WNBA. When you look at a player yeah. like Alyssa, if you want to talk about value, if you want to talk about what your team is without you, right? Like she couldn't not see the floor or it just went like, it, it just was not good for the sun without her, you know? So she also did so many historic things this year. It's very similar for people who maybe don't follow the W. If you think about Russell Westbrook and his triple-double season, she's the triple-double queen. She's the all-time triple-double leader for the WNBA. She was a couple of assists shy of averaging a triple-double for the WNBA. Historic, historic season, and her team is nothing without her also value. I just think that they had stronger, more compelling case based on stats and narratives. So in my opinion, a snub, but that's the way it went down. And you know what? And you know what, Rita? It's such a snub that I didn't even call her by her right name. I'm You're guilty. I'm like, oh, oh, it's awful, awful. But yeah, I, I think, but you know what? I wanted to see uh, last night, uh, Rita and Natalie, I wanted to see what would happen just for the drama because they won that first game in New York. I said, okay, they last did. night they're leading they're leading at halftime. I'm like, oh, wait a minute. Yep. Look it at this sun. Go make this interesting. It was a close game. And now it's 1-1. And now the best of five series has become a best of three series. I wanted to see what would happen if if the Liberty went down zip two. That's when the real good stuff. But I always I already think it's going to be extremely competitive. I got this yep. series. Uh, going to five games. I wonder uh, what, what you guys think about that. You know, Sun Liberty. How do you see the series playing out? Nap, you first. Uh, I'll, well, let you, I'll let you speak first. Me? Yes. Okay. Well, I think, I think, look, I think the Liberty are probably going to win it. They're the better team, but I think it's very advantageous that the Sun went up on them. All they got to do is hold home court. And even though they didn't win any games versus the Liberty during the season, I just want to point out that in one of those games, the Sun were up 20 and they kind of just took their foot off the gas. So mm. I think when you combine that with them going home and you combine that with Alyssa Thomas feeling slighted and her team feeling slighted that she didn't win MVP, you it has the markings for an upset. And that would be the same thing that the Sun did last season when they upset the sky and they went on to play the Aces and we could be setting up for like a rematch. So that's my thoughts on it. I think, I mean, my, my, I think my thing is, is that do they, yes, I do think that feeling snubbed does give you some type of superpower that just kind of puts you in a different drive that maybe you didn't even know that you had. So that's definitely something to watch out for. But th at the end of the day, do you still have the horses compared to the Liberty? And I think that that's my bigger concern here. So I do think that, you you know, when it is a definitely, it's a huge motivator in that regard, because as far as I'm concerned, as far, if a person gets more first place votes, they should win. I think that the voting system yeah. is very um, flawed and it needs to be discussed. That being said, I still don't know if, they, if they're deep enough to compare in terms of what the Liberty have. And that's, that's why I think it might be the end for them. But I, I, I can never count somebody who feels like that they deserve something out, like never. Because I think that yeah. sometimes it puts you in a position to uh, really reach a, a level that you didn't even know that you had in you. And that could very well be possible with Alyssa Thomas. Let me sneak in. Well, we Let me sneak in one more topic. I'm going I'm to I'm sneak in one more topic. 90 seconds on this. We've got 90 seconds. And, and I'm only sneaking it in, Natalie, because you know it was in our group chat last night. 
Then we see a story <laughs> today about Deion Sanders, and we already knew this, but I, I, it's just interesting to see the story on it. And it's just very simple that Deion Sanders, hey, hey, he's a phenomenon in Colorado. Everybody's wearing Colorado Buffalo uh, sweatshirts and swag. Uh, Michael Smith talked about it. His wife went to Colorado and brought back sweatshirts for the whole yep. family. People who have no connection to this school has fewer than uh, you know two percent uh, black student body. They're now it's Black America School, and Deion Sanders is Black America's coach. Natalie, are you surprised that it's gotten to this point, especially given the controversy? Some people were really angry when Deion left Jackson State. Are you surprised? that Dion's next destination, he has, he has pulled along some of his NFL fans, he has pulled along some of his HBCU fans, celebrities, and new fans. Are you surprised that we're at this point? Not at all. And come on, Michael, Holly, and Rita, you know, Black people are a very forgiving people, and we always root for each other. If they can um, forgive in D.C., Marion Mar Barry, was that his name? Remember that mayor for his Thanksgiving? He did was a little bit oh, of drugs. I mean, come on, you were Oh, that's that's the win. Mary and Barry for the win, Natalie. <laughs> so we we not gonna hold this against Dion. Like Issa Rae once famously said, we are rooting for everybody black, and we are rooting for Dion. So this does not surprise me. Read a final word on this. Uh, yeah, this is just about Dion. This is not just a black thing. White people love Dion Sanders too. If we were rooting for everybody black, we'd be rooting for all the other head college football coaches. So I'd just rather people just be honest and say that they're rooting for Dion Sanders. This is not about black or white because there's other black coaches in college football. I'm rooting for them too, though, Rita. You don't even know who they are. Stop. I'm still You're rooting for them. I'm rooting for them too. Okay. Yeah, so, so Rita's like, Rita's like, Rita's like receipts. Name them there. Right, name them. Casual. We tried to name them last week. We couldn't even name all of them. Thank you, man. I'm a casual. <laughs> the longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. All right, uh, Rita, this is Josh Dobbs, quarterback of the Arizona Cardinals. He's excited because now he can get his jersey at the team <laughs> store. He went into the team store and tried to get a jersey. It wasn't there and nobody who followed the NFLPA survey should be surprised. The Cardinals ranked 31st out of 32 teams, and they were charging players for lunch. They're charging them to work out. You got to go to Planet Fitness that. in the offseason. You got to go to Planet Fitness. They locked it. They locked the facility, and they, they try to get your money to work out. Like, come on. The brother can't get his own jersey at the place he works. I know, but you know what he can get? You know what he got? He got fire in what? his gut. He got fire yeah, in his gut. He does. He got to pay for that too <laughs> in Arizona. He got to pay for that. <laughs> the longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.